0: Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, we announce an all-new local competitive multiplayer mode for this podcast. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers. I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. Mark, how's it going? It's going great. Patrick, I have a question for you real fast. Oh, yeah, yeah. So Let's, uh, let's, let's do a question. Let's do a Q&A before... Right we up get top. It. Right, right up top. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, okay, so after we recorded our news episode, I was thinking on my drive home, I was like, uh, I think I have a great topic for 433, but since... Sonic is on Nintendo platforms now, you know, mm. like, uh, it, does this not count? So basically, I think we should determine which Sonic character
0: we are. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Which one we are? Yeah, and so, and you mm. know, we don't
1: have to do it right now. We can let this marinate and then, like, come back to it. Right? But
0: I think it's something worth exploring. Well, I mean, this could very well also be a future topic episode of who is the best Sonic character? Because I feel like... For, I mean, first of all, we'd have to have Minsui back. Or Ryan, maybe. <laughs> or or we could have multiple guests we have, could have be we, a real battle royale. That may be the way to go. Um, That we put all the Sonic uh, characters on the table and then we just take turns eliminating them until they're all gone and none of them are crowned best. Which I think is probably right. Uh, <laughs> um... I feel like that counts as a Nintendo topic. I think you're right. Sega's been playing uh, nice with Nintendo for so long. Um, Do you have an immediate answer of who you are in... Now I'm not going to (laughs) tell. A lady never tells. (laughs) Uh, Mark, speaking of Sonic the Hedgehog before... Hold on. We got to establish what's going to happen here. The whole show isn't going to be just nonsense about Sonic the Hedgehog. Oh, right. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> last time, thank God. Last time we talked to our audience, we said we're going to be doing one of two things next episode. Neither of those two things was talk about Sonic the Hedgehog. We are going to uh, go through the Nindy Summer Showcase 2018 that uh, happened on Tuesday. That happened on Tuesday morning, uh, and we're going to talk about all the games that were shown off in there. Because uh, it seems like enough content that we can talk about it all. And
1: if not, you know, we can fill it with filler. Right?
0: Like, a conversation about Sonic the Hedgehog segue to a conversation about Sonic Forces on the Nintendo Switch. I have a copy of it. I am lending it to people. Would you like to be one of those people? I'm not lending it to my friends. I'm lending it to people who listen to this show. Better than friends. Better than friends. Here's the thing. I don't have to buy them a birthday cake. I can't... When's the last time you bought someone a birthday cake? Do you remember? Um... like you personally oh Not, not that like you kicked in for a birthday cake but like you did it oh boy i mean
1: i don't know that i ever have
0: yeah it's it's tough i think i bought someone like dessert recently for their birthday no i'm making that up why did i even do that that was a lie if you would like to borrow my copy of sonic forces just uh email me your address uh, email that to Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. And I send it to you. It's got return whatever. It comes back to me. Everyone loves it and plays Sonic Forces. Uh, Mark, what else can you do with that email address? You should write in. Yes. And tell us your pick for the
1: best Zelda NPC. Of all time.
0: Mark, what do we mean by NPC? Non-playable character. Right. And for the purposes of this conversation... That's pretty much anybody that's not Link. It's anybody that's not Link. We're not counting playable characters from, like, Hyrule Warriors, playable... We're not even going to count uh, Makar and Medley from Wind Waker. I get that you sort of control them a little bit throughout the course of that game. But if you want to nominate them, we accept that. We accept that. Anyone but Link. Really. Uh, so. We, look, we, we said this last time, if you don't tell us who you think is going to be the best or who should be the best, Mark and I are just going to say tingle at each other like an acting exercise. <laughs> so it is it is just you have, you have to get at us. I mean, it's imperative. Yeah. Yes, it is imperative. Thank you. That's the word I was reaching for and could not grasp. The
1: quality of that episode is at risk. Yes. If you do not participate.
0: So send us an email, Society at gmail.com. And do it hastily. Right. Because we are recording on September 10th. It is going to happen then. So if you don't get it, if you don't get in before then, we're we're just going to, we're going to blow past your opinion. And I apologize for that. And I wish we could have included you. But to be fair, we're reaching out right now. And I just feel like you had your opportunity to be involved and you're just blowing it. Mark, let's get into this direct. Now, I said direct, but did they call this thing a direct or a, a Nindy Summer Showcase? They, that's exactly what they called it. Very good. <laughs> uh, so this one was not hosted by Damon Baker, who had been hosting the last couple. Um, but uh, this one hosted by Kirk Scott, who uh, was sort of like a featured player. In pre- it's, it's like they're bringing them up through the ranks like Saturday Night Live does. Yeah, yep.
1: and not that this is important at all, but I, I'm, is Kirk Scott uh, Damon's boss? Like, what's the org structure of Nintendo of America is basically what yeah, I'm Yeah, we, we want to see... Send me that org chart. That's
0: right. We want to see a flow chart to see who answers to who, and, uh, you know, if I need to go around any of them, who do I talk to?
1: Right. Like, how do I escalate a concern?
0: So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Kirk, in the previous video, was sort of cast as, like, a weirdo, right? Um, he's a little bit more grounded in this one. Or at least there's no one to like roll their eyes at him, so like we don't know if he's supposed to be weird or not. Yeah, he seems normal. He's fine. He, he does seems, a great job. Seems totally normal. Uh-huh. Uh, at least a little bit normaler than the you and I here. Uh, than you and I here talking about this thing. Uh, this the showcase started off with a shout out to the um Nintendo Europe uh indie highlight video that uh, kicked off Gamecom Gamescom last week. Which, yeah,
1: I, I wonder how much, like, communication there is between Nintendo of Europe and Nintendo of America for this sort of thing. You know, or like, Nintendo of Europe, you know, do they have the... Can they just do it themselves? And, you know, do they have to give Nintendo of America a heads up? Like, it's so how these, weird. like, announcements... You know, like, if you're going to premiere something, Yeah, how does it get determined, like,
0: who's going to do the premiering? Yeah, well, and, like, they're not even branded the same way. Like, the the one was called a... Uh, like indie highlight whatever, and then this is a nindy showcase. Like they're not even using the same language or branding for it. Again, sh- shoot, us that org chart. Yeah, we want to know. And it's now it has to be a bigger org chart so that we've got both Nintendo Europe and Nintendo America. Well, we want to know it all. Um, so th- uh, he said to consider this part two to that video. Part one was we saw last week. This is part two. Mark, overall, what did you think of this thing? Was it fun for you? Was it exciting? I thought it was a really good
1: presentation. I liked that it was 15 minutes long. It was snappy. Mm-hmm. Saw a bunch of stuff. It was a good balance of like getting concrete dates for things that we had seen previously and some new
0: games that we hadn't heard about before. Yep. Uh, worth noting that none of the four games that I suggested on uh, Tuesday that were going to be on this day, mentioned None of them. Meat Boy, no. <laughs> Shovel Knight, no. The other ones I said, no. <laughs> But the thing does start off with Hyper Light Drifter, which is uh, a a game that has been on a a number of other platforms and is now making its way to Switch. And this is sort of the common refrain on all these things is that with new exclusive content uh, on Switch. Um, Mark, do you no hyper Light drifter have you played it on any other platforms or? no I've, i haven't played it i know it only by reputation yeah the, it's actually me for a lot of these games is that i, I know them by reputation uh hyper Light drifter comes out on september 6th and for some reason they were pushing that it's available for pre-purchase today so if you're a big digital pre-purchase guy uh get on it i guess <laughs> um uh ne- next up was uh uh Towerfall. Uh, coming out on the twenty seventh, September twenty seventh. Um, Mark, do you know Towerfall at all?
1: No. So here is the thing: is that yes. most of these games, yes, uh, it, they're new to me. Right. So even if they had appeared on other platforms or like the PC, I haven't played them. Mm-hmm. I probably mm-hmm. haven't heard of them. So because uh, I know a lot of people, I was seeing the reaction, and people love playing games on the Switch. So nobody's like upset about it. But it is like. These are all games that uh, a lot of gamers have already purchased on other platforms right you now. For me, that is not my experience.
0: No, I mean, for uh, there are a lot of games here that I have uh, either seen on other mostly just seen. I haven't played actually any any of the games that um, are on this list, but uh, it's, it's an exciting list of games or like it looks really cool. Um, like Towerfall, for example. Um, showed off a uh, six-player like battle mode, and you know having these sort of new
1: t- for Switch mm-hmm. uh, local m- multiplayer or, like co-op
0: modes is very competitive much th- more often than than co-op. I, there were maybe like one or two examples of co-op, but mostly it was competitive play,
1: and that's like the sort of thing that we're seeing a lot uh, when
0: indie games come from other platforms to Switch. Yeah, uh, and it's cool and makes sense and like speaks to you know what the switch does so well which is you know local multiplayer anywhere um, so you know towerfall is a is a, an, an obvious example of like that you know that put into action uh, the game when it comes out on the 27th will include the dark world and ascensions ascension expansions and you can also play as uh, madeline from celeste or badeline who I am, can only guess is some sort of bad Madeline. <laughs> so uh, I,
1: I will say that watching these videos, like some of the games looked fun, even though I did not entirely understand what was going on. There's like there, Towerfall yeah. was one of those things where it's like, I mean, even Hyperlight Drifter, where you're just kind of like, oh, you're like, uh, like this. Thing that's going around and like stabbing other things, and yeah, I mean, it it, towerfall was just like you're like
0: jumping around, you're like tiny little guys with bows and arrows, and it seems like maybe you're just fighting each other. I don't know, and maybe that's just showing off the six player, um, uh, battle battle mode, mode. yeah. Um, but uh, either way, both those games look cool and look like a a fun time to uh, hyperlight is more of like a a single player experience, but uh, this one looks like a a cool thing to throw down at, at friends or with friends, um. Next up came Treasure Stack, which is coming out this winter. Treasure Stack is a falling block puzzle game a la Tetris, except you control a character at the bottom of the screen who is like rearranging the stuff as as it falls. Mark, do you know what this is? This is Wario's Woods in a different facade, but it's Wario's Woods. That's the way that game works. You're Toad. You play Toad. (laughs) It's at the bottom of this tree, which is filling up with these falling blocks, and you run around and climb, and you pick things up, and you put them down. This game is just Wario's Woods.
1: Now, you're loving Tetris. hmm You're loving Dr. Mario. You bet I am. Are you loving Wario's Woods? Mark, come on.
0: I love Wario's Woods. So, Treasure Stack seems like my jam. Um, They go out of their way to point out that it uh, is cross-platform, so that you will be able to play with people playing this game on other machines that's cool um yeah which which is which is cool and um i don't know it seems like the the wave of the future right I and mean, maybe it's only like an indie thing or i mean i guess Fortnite is, is uh cross-platform play
1: yeah i mean i think we see i think we're seeing it more and more yeah um where possible yeah and we're
0: not possible we are not seeing that <laughs> Uh, then uh, then the presentation moved on to Zarbot. Zarbot! Zarbot. Um, this is another one where I was like, I don't know what this is. Yeah, no. Nope. Because um, they originally uh, kind of pitch it as ro- or cubes making friends with each other. Um, but then immediately goes into, and now here's the new mode on Switch, which is, of course, a cubes battling each other sort of uh, mode. Um, again, local, multiplayer, competitive. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't, this is one I just don't understand.
1: I yeah, just, I mean, I I, I've, I've got nothing either. <laughs> uh,
0: Mineko's Night Market, which is an early 2019 game. Cute. Uh, Cute. It looks like almost, so it's a, they said that there's like 20 hours of story content um, and so it looks like he's story-driven anime Animal Crossing <laughs> light, right? Because, like, the, you have to do things like you have to sew and do woodworking and uh, talk to people and, you know, give them things and make them happy. Um, but also there are a bunch of cats and one, like, mystical cat who's maybe real but is also maybe a legend. And are the cats growing out of the ground? Who is knows, what's Mark, happening there? I don't know. Maybe. Um, or the cats don't exist. It's hard like to say. Cabbage Patch kitties? Mm, that's very cute, Mark. Um, but this is a, this one is exciting for me. I I it looks like fun. Um and super cute. This is another one that they were saying was uh uh coming first to to Switch or at least console first. I, I don't know if it's also out on, on PC. Um next up, Samurai Gun 2, another early 2019. Um this is I, again, uh I'm just going to say another um, pixel art, platformer, action platformer where you uh, can play with multiple people at one time on the
1: Switch. Okay, so l- let's actually talk about that for a little bit. What is your feeling in general on, like, um, I guess if we're going to lump indie games together, they it seems like they have a very strong...
0: Everything looks the same to me. Everything is starting to look the same. And it's, I mean... It's a bummer that, the, that that has sort of become, like, standard what an indie game looks like, is to have that sort of pixel art style. Because I like that style, and it does say video game to me, um, but it is, it's feeling less novel, for sure. Um, you know, like, when a, a new Shovel Knight campaign comes out, am I going to be like, oh, yeah, excited just for that aesthetic again, or is it going to start to feel stale? I don't know what are, what are your thoughts on?
1: No, I mean I I feel the same exact way. It's like yeah, on a game by game basis, I I can like appreciate the artistry.
0: Yeah, but
1: in general, it's like uh, your game does not stand out.
0: Yes, for sure, and and especially like when it there's just no novelty to it anymore. Like there there was a little while where it's like, well, cool throwback, whatever, but now it's just like, no, this is just an artistic choice that um you know, feels like a lot of other artistic choices. So, you know, I don't want to be, like, a huge bummer about it, but, like, it bums me out a little bit. Yeah, it, which it's, like, a weird thing to be, uh, I guess, like... To start I, to be down on yeah, it, Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. Like, I was a, uh, such a big proponent of it for so long, and I guess probably the whole, like, gaming community was, uh, which is why we find ourselves in this position now, is that it's, like... Yeah, of course we like that. We like Mario. Give me something that looks like Mario. Right,
1: exactly. So it, n- this isn't like to bag on Samurai Gun 2
0: specifically. Just uh, something that I noticed. Right. Like, yeah. That being said, Samurai Gun 2, I do not care about. Mark? <laughs> oh, the the thing that I did think was cool about Samurai Gun uh, 2 is that it is coming with a uh, a comic by French artist um, Valentin Seik. Sy- 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 I don't know how to say uh, uh, his last name, Um, but it is like the story of the game. Uh, It just like in a comic um, and it has like touch swipey controls to to read the thing on switch. Yeah, that's cool. I imagine you can like turn the switch vertically Ooh, and 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 read read it like a a comic reader. Yeah, exactly. Um, So that's neat. Next up came Bullet Age. Uh, Bullet Age does not have pixel art. It has like cartoony art. And is, instead of a competitive multiplayer game, is a cooperative multiplayer game. All of game. these things, check in my boxes. Um, And it is uh, still, though, an action platformer <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> with both gun and hand-to-hand combat. Uh, One thing they mentioned about the Switch-specific uh, features is that it uses the HD rumble so that you can, like, feel how charged up an attack is or, you know, like, what level attack you're using or whatever like that. Right, or if you're, like charged up with three ice cubes instead of four. yeah you always gotta you can like rotate it around and there's no audio cues but you can <laughs> feel it um i tried to play that uh how many balls are in the the box uh game on uh one two switch when sarah's parents were in town i'm still no good at it i still like everyone's like oh yeah you can tell that there are four and i'm like no i don't <laughs> i cannot uh next the world next door um mark any impressions or thoughts on the world next door uh, puzzle battle games. Don't, I've never really been able to get into. Yeah, so it's uh, a story-based, like conversation tree sort of game. But when you get into the actual like gaminess of the game, it is a puzzle battle sort of thing, which uh reminds me a little bit of uh, Catherine. Because um, Catherine was so focused on like conversation trees and your sort of just you know narrative experience of this game, but then every night you have to do these like weird Cuberty style like puzzle climbing games, um, and there are parts of that game that just get like really hard, um, and you're like, I just want to, I just want to continue with this infidelity simulator <laughs> <laughs> as blonde Catherine tries to seduce me away from uh, the girlfriend that you're going to marry it's a weird game um but yeah switching over to like the puzzle part of it uh is is not always the smoothest transition i wonder if it's going to be different in this the world next door and again uh because it's on switch there's a you can do one versus one uh puzzle fighting with your friends in real life next up there's a game called level head uh, which seems to be based around just a uh, a a level editor uh, sort of feature. Oh yeah, there was something really off putting about, about the, the presentation. The trailer was awful. Uh, like it's it's one where uh Kirk step, steps away and we don't hear any of like his voiceover about it and it's just like the trailer that the studio produced or something and it's got this weird attitude yeah it's like oh boy the 90s are back and we're radical right and we're like totally ironically atta- detached from it enough that like you can't judge us but like maybe it's funny nobody knows um <laughs> if you like it we're totally in on the joke <laughs> but, if, but you if you don't hate it we also we get that <laughs> yes 100 percent. that's what this was um And, I don't know, any game with a level editor, I feel like great potential, um, but, like, I don't know, curation is going to be a problem, because it's always a problem. Uh, And also, like, if it's something I don't care about from the get-go, I don't really know how much I'm going to care about editing those levels.
1: Yeah, like, uh, I guess that's the one hook that Mario Maker has. Yes. Because... Yeah, I, I remember with the original Little Big Planet, like all that kind of stuff. I, I personally just don't take pleasure in crafting levels. Right. Um, they're either like poorly made because I don't know how to do it, or uh, it would take, or I feel like people either make ruthless levels, mm-hmm. you know, or they're just poorly made levels. Yeah. There's there, very little in between.
0: Yeah. There's very, there's almost no premium on just like, here's a fun level. Here's like an appropriately Here's a well challenging constructed level. <laughs> yes. level. Even if something is well constructed, like there it's almost always going to end in a challenge that's almost insurmountable. And it's like, no, that's not just like introduce a concept, make me overcome that concept a couple times, and then get to the end.
1: I guess the one thing that I'm like, oh, is um is obviously Mario Maker or a version of Mario Maker or some sort of game like that would be possible on Switch, because these guys figured out how to do it, and they seem like knuckleheads.
0: They do seem like knuckleheads, Mark. You're right. Next up came King of the Hat, um, which is just another four people running around on screen trying to knock hats off of each other's heads. This is another game that seemed a little bit too pleased with its own sense of humor, where it's like one of the characters is called Birthday, and his birthday is every day. Another one is a washing machine. And it's like, all right, calm down. Calm down. One of these guys needs to be a knight. Another one needs to be a wizard. Just cool your jets, buddy. So one of the games that
1: I think is treading that line very carefully, but for my money, has not uh fallen onto the annoying side is the Untitled Goose Game.
0: Uh, totally on board. I think that Untitled Goose Game looks like a ton of fun and it, it's got like sort of minimal presentation and uh the art is really uh interesting and cool. Um, and you just play as a goose, ruining everyone's day. But this is one of those games that, like, when it comes out, I and if it, you know, like, uh, I'm looking
1: forward to trying it out, but I think we should all agree to not ruin it by talking about
0: it or turning it into a meme. Oh, yes. Yes. Agreed. Uh, but- so, like, don't Goat Simulator this thing. Exactly. And don't Chicken Wiggle this thing. Yeah, let Let's us all just like <laughs> yeah.
1: enjoy it in dignified silence.
0: Yes, and apologies to anyone who doesn't spend as much time on Nintendo Twitter <laughs> as you and I do, because otherwise those references are just going to be like, just burn them. They're just no good. I apologize. <laughs> um, And then there was uh, one more game that uh, we dug into, or that they dug into, but that was sort of after... Um, The sizzle reel, so you want to hit the sizzle reel real fast? Yeah, boom. It was just like a bunch of dates for games I
1: think we already knew about.
0: Uh, Yes, so let's just hit all of them. I'm going to go through all of them. Maybe, actually, maybe there were some in there that hadn't been announced before. I can't remember. So, okay, first up, uh, we're going to go through all of them, and then we'll discuss what we have to discuss. Okay. Okay. Desert Child, December 2018. Wasteland 2, Director's Cut, uh, September 13th. Bastion, also September 13th. The Messenger, August thirtieth, which we know, and by the time that this uh, episode comes out, it will also be out. Um, Undertale comes out on September eighteenth. Jackbox Party Pack Five comes out in October. Uh, Transistor uh, comes out November two thousand eighteen. Dragon Mark for Death comes out December thirteenth. Light Fingers comes out uh, uh, September twentieth, and then Super Brothers Sword and Sorcery EP comes out October two thousand eighteen. Mark, what in here speaks to you? or has you interested in any way. So Jackbox Party Pack 5 just in like the little bit that they were showing. Uh I mean we saw just like a few seconds of it, but I was like, "Oh, this looks like WarioWare." Yeah, I mean that that's sort of what the Jackbox uh games are. On other platforms, don't they use uh that sort of like phone uh integration where like everyone has their phones and you're just like answering and playing on your phone? I may be imagining this.
1: No, no, no that's definitely true. I uh I I don't know what the distinction between like if there's like a distinction between party pack or you know like if
0: they're all the same games. But yeah, that that is definitely a real thing. Um and that is obviously a, a fun uh thing to whip out at a party um and everyone can just like hop in and play. Um I'm interested in both uh Bastion and uh Transistor uh both from Supergiant uh the developer Supergiant would uh, they make cool games? um and these are two of those cool games uh they just put out a game called pyre that was on i think maybe just playstation but it may have been playstation and xbox um which is sort of a a uh story-based quidditch style uh like sports game um which seems really neat and that i wanted to get into but uh at the time was like i don't think we were doing this stuff so i was mostly just involved in nintendo and seeing these two games on there gives me hope that we will see Pyre at some point. Um but uh you know I'm interested in playing Bastion and Transistor as well.
1: Oh, one one clarification for my previous point was that's not like a uh I wasn't bagging on Jackbox Party Pack 5 for being like WarioWare. No that's high I praise. I was like yeah I was like oh cool this is a WarioWare-esque game. That's a game you want to play. Um so uh Sword and Sorcery I think I have this on my phone or had it on my phone at some point. Okay. <laughs>
0: uh did we know that this was coming? I couldn't remember if like this is one that had been like
1: previously announced. I don't know. Or... That's,
0: that I don't think is a game that would have registered for me uh if we had heard about it earlier. Um and then Undertale, uh either we didn't know about this date or I don't already. think we had an official confirmation of the date. Right. Uh it is now September eighteenth. Uh so that is exciting. Um, and not that far away. No, very soon. Uh, four days after the vehicle kit for Labo comes out. And five days after our Zelda NPC episode. That's right. So a lot of exciting things <laughs> happening in the near future. Um, okay. And then, so when the is reel real wrapped up, uh, uh, Kirk talked about there is a uh, indie channel now available on Switch, so if you want to, you know, be up on all the indie news. I wonder, do you think that portends them not doing this style of direct anymore? No, I
1: don't think so. I think uh, it's just another good way for them to use the Switch's news channel to continually surface new information about indies. I think it's a great idea.
0: Are you going to subscribe to it? Absolutely. Um, Will you remember to watch any of those videos in the news section? I mean, do I re- you use the news section? I,
1: I uh, so... I have a dumb thing where I hate there being like notification yeah that icons. Little dot yeah and so I will like check everything just
0: so they will go away just to make the dot go away yeah
1: <laughs> um and so yeah I go in and then uh stories that I rarely watch the videos but stories that I'm like, oh, that was pleasant, or I liked this, I will give like the little heart to at the bottom, right? But I never use the broken heart, like I didn't like this because I don't know of a context that I would not like. You know, Where, I may not care, right? But I don't like hate it. I'm well, I not, mean, like, certainly, I'm furious. You're,
0: not, you're you're never heartbroken after reading one of these, right? <laughs> That's a pretty extreme <laughs> yeah, reaction. Cer-
1: yeah. Um. But maybe I should be using it because maybe they like tailor
0: the news feed based on your choices. Uh, I mean, maybe, but it can't be so sophisticated that like, if there's something you really don't want to see, you should be brokenhearting it. But <laughs> otherwise I feel like just ignoring it is fine. Yeah. That's how I feel too.
1: Anyways. Uh, I can't even remember why I got on that tangent, but, because I oh. asked you
0: specifically, <laughs> do you use the news function on the Switch? Oh, I do. Yeah, it was a very straight line. I in, do. A okay. Great. That. Oh, what a relief. Um, and then uh, the presentation ended with a one more thing, and the one more thing is Into the Breach. So, uh, as someone who was not familiar with Into the Breach, uh,
1: its positioning as a one more thing
0: seemed a little odd to me. Yeah. Uh, same, I was not aware of this game until uh, it showed up on this thing, although it seems like it's got some sort of cultural cachet that just you and I aren't aware of. Oh yeah, and that would not surprise me in the slightest. Right, we are plugged into a very specific ecosystem of video games, uh, and they're Nintendo games, which is why we do this show, uh, and now these are all Nintendo games as well, including Into the Breach um it is available today it's a tactic style game um with on a very small map um and uh again has a sort of uh 8 bit/ slash maybe more like 16 bit aesthetic um but the presentation of this game is really pretty neat right um the story as it appears well, I do- you, I you did picked download, it up yeah, yeah I downloaded this cuz it was available right away so I said hey why not um it's like uh, bugs have destroyed the earth and we keep traveling back in time to try and like fight them and kill them. It's basically uh, to, uh, Edge of Tomorrow, uh, the video game, the tactical video game. With like a
1: cool kind of like 80s cyberpunk aesthetic with like the music and everything. Yeah. But like in a fun way that doesn't feel like super overdone.
0: Yeah, it, it feels, a, well, we have only described it by referring to other existing things. Uh, it does feel feel at least like original and like kind of vibrant. Um, And just in playing the first mission of it, or even like the simulation of the first mission, um, it seems like it's a pretty deep uh, system where like you have to uh, kill these bugs before they ruin the cities that are like your power grid. Um, And there's, you know, with every single turn, it was like, okay, now here's one more thing you need to think about. Um, So I'm, I'm excited to dig into this game. Uh, and learn more about it. Um, Mark, was there anything else that uh, struck you or that you want to talk about from this direct?
1: No, I don't think so. I feel like every time we have one of these indie showcases, I am like, oh, we've exhausted all of the
0: indies that yeah. are on like other platforms. It turns out there are always more. There are always more that we that you and I just don't know about. I look forward to the next one. Me too. All right, let's get out of this. Of course, that's what we thought about the uh, Nindy Summer Showcase 2018, uh, but I'm sure that we are missing something. So, if there's a game on here that we are not appropriately hyped about, or one that we are over hyped about. Please let us know. Email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. Um and uh that's gonna be it. That's it. That's that is it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Uh you should follow us on Twitter. I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKE Mitchell. The show is at NinCart Society. Um, if you like this episode, please like, subscribe, subscribe, share, all that good stuff. <laughs> my words are falling apart in my mouth as I speak. Um if you want to follow us on Facebook, the page is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. If you like Mark Mind's opinions, we write about comic books on retconpunch.com. Olivia Duncan made our logo. Our theme music is provided by 8 Betty. You can get more of his music by going to 8bitBetty.com or by listening right now. For my co host, this is 8 Bit Patrick Ellers. Wait, co host Mark Mitchell. <sighs> Falling apart in my mouth. Thanks for listening. Hey, Rachel, Oscar. Yeah, Yeah, Claire? Claire? Do you love Disney movies? Uh Uh-huh. Have you seen them all? Not Not all of them. them. What do you guys think if we watch them all in chronological order and then talk about them? Ooh,
1: oh, and what if we could talk about it with some of our favorite friends? (gasps) I love that. Yeah, what if we do it inside the Disney Vault? You know, that's the name of our podcast, Inside the Disney Vault on Campfire Media. Yeah, check us out on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to yours. That's Inside the Disney Vault. Let's go!
0: Campfire.